Welcome to episode 15 of the Moon Talk Streamcast. We don't have Matt today, but we do have a special guest in the building, my man Christian. What's going on, man? What's going on? How you doing? I know, long time no see, right? I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I can't hang out with you on the weekends, okay, I don't think, you know. anymore. <laughs> First off, disclaimer: whatever he tells you is a lie. No, this, this is this is factual. So, so we got together. You know, it's been it's been a couple of weeks. He's been busy. I've been busy, kind of doing our own things. So we'll get into that too. But after our our little little brunch session there, um, I proposed going to the mall. We ended up in Saks, and then I ended up with a twenty five hundred dollar coat uh, because Christian made me do it. So that is a lie. Let the- <laughs> Let the record show. Let the lie detector test show. This is this lie. is recorded and this is going out immediately. It's after. Slander. It's what it is. <laughs> no, but seriously, thank you for coming today, man. I, I I thought it was very important and critical to have you on the show um, because here we talk specifically mainly about crypto and NFTs and everything like that, but um, under the underlying guise of financial freedom. And so I think you're a main point of that and you're somebody i look up to as well because of your entrepreneurial mindset and your grind and your hustle um but what i think is like super unique about you is that you're an entrepreneur but you're an advocate for the nine to five so if you could tell everybody uh what cj consultant is what you do and how you got to this point man yeah so i um i started cjw consulting in october 2018 and to be honest it was just a side hustle for me I was employed at a major automotive uh, OEM, and what I did is, uh, you know, I, I was helping people with their resumes, their interviews, and uh, LinkedIn cover letters, things like that. And it was just something I liked to do for free. And one day, I always say this, her name is Tifa O, and I used to work with her Shout uh, at, to- at Toyota. And she said, man, you need to pay people. I mean, you need to charge people to do this. And I said, nobody's going to pay me to do this shit. And so, <laughs> and I realized how very wrong I was. And so, yeah, started man. it October 2018 with the recommendations of a few other friends. And I said, okay, sure. And it just immediately took off. So, um, I had was doing that about six months and decided that I could no longer work at my nine to five, just wasn't where I saw my career going. Yeah. Was very unhappy. Was there a specific turning point? You were like, nah. actually there was. Um I didn't used to I didn't used to really tell people about it at first, but um I was depressed at work, honestly. Um and I, you know, learned a little bit le- learned to be transparent about it because I know so many people, especially through my work, I learned that so many people are in the situation. But I was actually very depressed. And so yeah. uh, my doctors asked me some questions. I was just doing my routine physical because I had said, you know what, I'm going to prepare to quit. Let me make sure I'm good. And so he was asking me, you know, the kind of mental health questions. And he basically is like, you're depressed. And, in my head, and I'm basically like, no shit. You know, I oh, knew that. Oh, so it added up to that for real, yeah, like it did. clinically yeah. depressed. He, he, he said, you know, he, he, um, he was going to prescribe me like an antidepressant. And that was when I said, you know what? This is it. And I said, you know what? I'm quitting. And he's like, no, 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 no. That's not what I wanted you to do. No, no, your parents are going to kill me. And I was like, no. But the fact is, I said, I don't have to work this job. I have something else that I can generate revenue with. I don't have to be here. I was being strategic. I paid off my credit cards. I saved up more money. And I was like, you know, I don't have to be here. And I'm not taking medicine when I know the cause. I'm not a a depressed person in general. You know, I was being triggered by work. So... That was the straw that brought the candles back. And I said, you know what? I'm, I'm done. And so I said, you let me know this physical comes back good, and I'm quitting. And that's what I did. So April 2019 Sweet was my man. last day. So. Man, let, let's stay on that for a second. Yeah. Because a lot of people, like, I've started a couple businesses and, uh-huh. and things like that. Mm-hmm. And it, it, it does come out of your own pocket. Uh-huh. There is a certain point of faith that yeah. you have to have. Yeah. What 
I get you just explained that you were depressed, but was was there like that was the okay I, I'm done situation? No matter what, this is going to work out no matter what. Or was it just like fuck it? You know what I mean? You know, like, it, like it was a mix of the was two. Was it like that determination, or was it just like all right, like we'll see if this works kind of thing? You know, you know what I'm getting yeah, at? Yeah, like, yeah. It was kind of a combination of the two because basically. Um, you know, to be clear, I was never the biggest proponent of being an entrepreneur. I said, you know, I said, hey, my bills aren't variable, so I don't have time for a variable income. You know, right, sometimes right. entrepreneurs talk about good months, bad months, versus when you're at a nine to five, you kind of get your stable paycheck. And so, but at that point, I just made my mind. I said, you know what? This is going to work. I paid up my credit card, paid that off. I've um, saved money. And I said, I'm going to have to make this work. I'm going to have more time to dedicate toward this because I was already getting a lot of business. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I told my parents, I said, hey. You know, of course, you know, our parents are from a different generation. They're not typically the biggest proponents of us just quitting our jobs. And I told them, I said, listen, I'm going to quit my job. I want you guys to know this. I've made (laughs) up my mind and you cannot talk me out of it. And so they said, "Okay." They said, well. And so funny thing is my mom said, my dad said, Margaret, Christian's going to end up moving back home. Let the record show I have not moved back home. Hey. So, you know, but, and I know he didn't mean any malice behind yeah, that. Yeah. But it was just like, okay, he's quit his job. He's probably going to try to cut his expenses and figure it out. But nope, I was determined. Like, yeah. I'm, nope, I'm going to, you know, do me. I'm going to be successful. I'm going to do whatever I can to make this work. If I have to shovel shit, I'm, I'm going to be good. <laughs> That's what's and, going you to be. Know, yeah, yep, yeah. yep. So there's that. So even in that, like, um, parents having that, like, old school mindset, mm-hmm. like, what were they expecting? Were were they like, okay, Christian, you're going to do this? Do you have a business plan? Do you have a bank account already for this? Like, how are you getting your clientele? Like, what were those the like the triggering conversations for them? I don't you, know. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, I don't. You know, I don't know if they really asked me that level of detail. Okay, it's been a while too, so I can you know. But that's kind of how my dad is. Yeah. If, he, if, if 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 like if I wanted him to invest for whatever reason right. or something like that, he would be like, "Well, do you have blah 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 blah?" Yeah, blah, blah. I think but, if I wanted something from them, but I wasn't asking them for yeah, anything. Yeah, yeah. And you know, and to be honest with you, one benefit that I have that, for instance, a lot of people don't have is I have a service. And I don't really have yeah, a lot of on overhead, you know, yeah. versus like I know a lot of people, for instance, like you start a clothing line, but that's inventory, that's yep. overhead. And the supply chain to me, I'm looking at like inventory turnover rate and things like that. I don't have that. You know, yeah. all I need is a phone, a laptop and Wi-Fi and that's stuff that I would have regardless. Sweet. So, you know, so that's kind of the one thing that worked out for me. And I had been getting so many clients prior to me quitting, even though it had only been six months. I mean, I was getting calls left and right, and I, at that time, I was just booking kind of um, ad hoc. And then eventually, yeah. once I quit, I made a website, booking system, you know. Sweet. But So I, I didn't really ha- you know, I was using Instagram, LinkedIn, things like that, and, you know, getting ideas and marketing. So, yeah, it just kind of, it really just happened. You know, I always tell people. That's a blessing. Though. You, you know, yeah. I, I tell people to be blunt. I say, do not use me. As the when people look at me and they're like, oh, I'm gonna quit. I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like, don't just look at me and do that because it kind of just happened. I did not really plan that I was gonna be an entrepreneur. I planned that I knew I might quit, but I thought I'd go back to work in a few months and it just hasn't happened. So, you know, I tell people this kind of happened. I have a product, a service versus most people I know that wanna be entrepreneurial, they wanna have products and that's overhead, that's inventory, Mm -hmm. you gotta buy, you know. So I, I tell people, like, don't just use me as a poster child for it, but yeah, I have a lot of insights and can provide with, you know you with a lot of advice. If okay. That makes sense. So, yeah. Yeah. We'll get into the intricacies of CJW consulting, yeah. but I want you to speak on 
being your own boss okay. and, and, and being in this entrepreneur field okay. because I think a lot of people, like, it's cool, it's right. trendy it is. to, like, want to be your own boss mm-hmm. and things like that. Mm-hmm. But I don't think people understand what comes with that. Like, you're, to your point about my clothing mm-hmm. line, like, I knew that I was going to have to take on inventory. Right. And clothing lines really take, like, five years they to do. really yep. to get going. Yep. But I, w- I was for that. Go, going right. in, you know right. what I'm saying? Because right. we we do our market research and exactly. we understand what kind of business that we're getting into. Exactly. But um, like growing up, like listening to different rappers, mm-hmm. uh, music execs, label heads and stuff like that, talking about like, oh, you're getting money from the white man or you're a slave or things yeah. like that. I used to think like that. Mm-hmm. But now it's like you can have both. You can. And also entrepreneurship is not for everybody, too. It's like it, it's good. To have a steady, you know, income, you know, you're yes. going to get paid every two exactly. weeks or the first of the month exactly. or whatever or whatever the case, you exactly. know, you know what what's coming in to take care of exactly. your personal overhead. Exactly. So I want you to talk about like the the people who like glorify like being a boss versus like what it actually is. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, So I think you, you hit on some great points. And these are things that I always tell people. Um Entrepreneurship is not for the the faint of heart. Yeah, it's, it has its struggles. Um, you know, you can make whatever. Let's just say arbitrarily, you can make ten thousand mm-hmm. a month. You can make six the the the, the following month. You yeah. know, so mm-hmm. you have to be aware for very for variable income months and kind of pr- uh, plan your budget accordingly. Um, and just being your own boss comes with its own set of challenges. As you know, while I'm not glued to a nine to five every day per se. Mm-hmm. There's a lot on me. You know, I'm the I'm the consultant. I do all my marketing. You know, I create the content. I'll outsource things sometimes, but, you know, I'm doing a lot. I'm very hands-on. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot that comes with that. Sometimes you get burnt out. Sometimes you get tired. Some days I wake up and I'm like, I don't feel like doing this. You know, I mean, yeah. and that's the thing that people don't see. They just see the glorified, like, yeah, I might post that I'm at a happy hour at 2 o'clock on a Wednesday. Swag. And, you know, <laughs> subtle flex. But, you know, but <laughs> but it's not that, it, hey, that could also be because it could be because I blocked my time off because a friend was free and I wanted to link with them. Or it could just be that, hey, that week I didn't have any clients. Last week. My calendar was booked every single day. Somebody was mm-hmm. messaging me saying, "Hey, I can't book it." I said, like, "Well, because it's full, you know." And then the week before <laughs> that, though, you know, <laughs> you know, in the week before that, I had like what two clients the whole week. So I'm like, uh, so you know, I kind of had to mm-hmm. plan for that, and you know, not overspend. And so you kind of have to really, you know, be strategic about your moves. Um, Things like that. Does that make sense? Yeah. I mean, that that's just the thing sense. people, they just don't talk about that as transparently. I feel like we always see the, you know, people promoting entrepreneurship. And let's be clear here, like you kind of mentioned, I'm not I'm not opposed to a nine to five at all. Yeah. I think a lot of um, a lot of roles have become increasingly more flexible. Not all, but some roles have become increasing increasingly more flexible. I'm not I would can contemplate going back and getting getting a nine to five if yeah. it was a one hundred percent remote. I was not just, you know, had to be glued somewhere. I could have flexibility. Mm-hmm. Don't have to necessarily be in the office or I could come in as I want and I could do travel or, you know, block off an hour and kind of fit something like this in. Or, you know, I, would, yeah. I wouldn't be opposed to it if it were flexible. And I think that's a big thing that I'm hearing is that most people in this market want. I hear so many people tell me, I want flexibility. I don't want to have to be glued to a desk all day or glued. You know, I, yeah. I feel like there's certain roles where, yeah, like, for instance, if you're a registered nurse in a hospital, Clearly, you're going to have to be there. If you're a physician, a physician assistant, nurse practitioner, respiratory therapist, mm-hmm. you're going to have to be in that office, yeah, in that's that, that hospital, type of right? Yeah, yeah, it's just it's no way to avoid that unless 
you know, you get a role in telehealth or um, some consulting capacity or something where you're not doing the traditional bedside clinical work, then maybe, you know, so. But yeah. So, you know, I've never been an uh, opponent of working 9 to 5. I think there's great things in there. I think it's also good to work a 9 to 5 before you start your own because you see how businesses are run. Yeah. You learn a lot mm-hmm. from working for someone else. And then you ultimately also may learn the type of leader that you do or don't want to become. If you're looking at, hey, I had to report to this manager. I didn't like that they did this, blah, blah, blah. As a manager in the future, I'll be sure that I, you Apply know, those exactly. things that I didn't like. Exactly. Yeah. No, that makes that makes perfect sense. And, like, that's why, like, I'm glad you came on the pod because I think it, it, you come from a unique perspective being in entrepreneurship, but advocating with your business, nine to fives, yeah, you know what I'm yeah. saying? So I was listening to um, another podcast maybe a couple months ago, yeah. and it kind of just a light bulb went off in my head. Like, I've been working my nine to five to get out of my nine to five. Fair versus actually applying my nine to five mm-hmm, mm-hmm. to everything else that I'm doing mm-hmm, because mm-hmm. that that is another stream of income. Yeah. Um, that is a whole nother level of connections that yeah. I, I might have. Mm-hmm. I, I was listening to this guy. He was a police officer, um, and he was getting into real estate. Yeah. And so his whole clientele were other police officers, yeah. firefighters, yeah. people in, people in that sector. Yeah. And police officers trust police officers. They do. Um, he was building up, um, I, I believe it was um, after school programs or, or yeah. preschool um, buildings. Okay. And so other cops trusted that facility. Okay. You know what I'm saying? To so take their kids and stuff. As his uh, police salary was the less, I mean, the least on the totem pole oh, yeah. for what he was making, it was his whole clientele base. So that kind of right. opened up yeah. my eyes too. Like, yeah. oh, like, because you're because you're in the fraternity and everything yeah. like that. You have all this pool of people. Yeah. You know what and I'm shout saying? out to them because all, you know, all the members of Alpha Phi Alpha Fraternity Incorporated have like, hey. they've really supported me. I've had, um, I mean, I have fraternities that I have not met in person, but we're connected with on social media and we may talk frequently, weekly, text, FaceTime, whatever. Yeah. But I haven't actually linked with them in person and they're resharing my flyers. They're referring people to me. One of them, his name's Andre White. Got to shout him out. And shout he's in uh, North Carolina and he has a nonprofit uh, and so he, um, you know, he's told some people like, listen, you need help. Okay. Stop being cheap. He's very forward and blunt. He's like, stop yeah. being cheap. Pay this man to help you. He's going to help you. And you're going to get, and I remember with somebody who, uh, one of his, I think line brothers or chapter brothers, he'd been applying for roles for months. Uh-huh. I reached out to him after his resume. He said, man, I got interviews the first week after you redid my resume. He said, I was getting zero calls back before. And he's like, and this is when probably, I don't know, 2019, 2020, I was much cheaper then, but he's like, you know, Hey, this man, you're gonna get your results. Stop being cheap, you know. Right, right. And so, but I say that to say I have so many people in the frat that have looked out for me. One of them recently, he even came to me. He said, "You know what? I just want to let you know I'm proud of you because he said I know when you first told me you were gonna do this, I was kind of like, oh, don't quit your nine to five, you know, you know." And, and, and he's uh, on about fifty plus or minus, or you know, so you know, different generation. But he was he was kind of like, uh, you know, yeah, yeah. And he's like, "You've really done the damn thing." I'm like, I'm not mad at it, and. Hey, good job. You know, so it's just been kind of, kind of good to have their support. And, yeah. And and even financially, I mean, they've supported me so much that they're coming to me. I've done so many of my chapter brothers, my line brothers have sent me people. So yeah, it's a great network. You yeah. Know, when you're in a, a sorority fraternity, that you know, when you're doing a good thing and they actually stand behind you. So yeah. No, that's that's super dope, man. That's super dope. Like, I want to talk about the intricacies of the resume business and the yeah, LinkedIn yeah. business yeah. now because. Um, Coming out of school, we were taught, like, 
I mean, first of all, we didn't have any experience. No, we did not. So, so. <laughs> they were like, uh, fill this one page up. And I'm Correct. like, how the hell am I going to fill up yeah, this one page? Yeah, up? yeah. And so then you fast forward, now we're 30, you know what I'm saying? Like, there, there's, there was no, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there was no update on that. Like, that's, that's all That's all we true. know. So, exactly. like, now now you, you got guys our age, girls our age, and, like, does it still have to fit on one page? Does, like, what does a good attractive resume look like without giving all your gems because yeah, obviously yeah. go to CJ yeah, Dub, you know what yeah. I'm saying? But like we, we never got that update. No, so those it's like, are, those are valid points. And I actually yeah. talk about this in my consultations. I say a lot of people, you get taught these resume techniques, but it's when you're fresh out of school. Well, yeah. Do you really need maybe over page? Cause most people haven't done that much. Now you have some people that's done a lot. Yeah. Had three or four internships or co-ops. So most times people maybe have an internship, a college job. You probably don't need to be having two, three pages because that's fluff. Now, Excuse me. As you continue, um, it does not have to be one page. Probably ninety five percent, and probably more like ninety nine percent, but probably ninety five to ninety eight percent of the resumes I do are not on one page. Okay. And people do not have trouble getting jobs. Um, I've even read some things that say some recruiters would prefer you to have more resident. Because one thing I noticed is so many people they'll condense six or seven jobs on one page, and I'm like. Bro, I have no idea what you do because you've taken out so much value. Yeah, you that take now like you get, one little blurb. You got one blurb or yeah. two blurbs for a whole job you were in for two years and you did impact and you did these projects and you work with these teams, but I can't see that. And it's important that you hit the verbiage so that you can pick, get you know picked up, get picked up on by these applicant tracking systems, which are screening mm-hmm. uh, kind of a form of artificial intelligence that are going to screen your resume and look for verbiage and industry keywords. So no, it does not have to be one page, but I tell people – also, don't be excessive and long-winded for no reason. You know, yeah. if it's not a value-added position, if you're account manager, before that your recruiter worked in sales, blah, 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 and you're highlighting your college job from McDonald's, well, probably that can go now <laughs> because you've gotten three professional roles. Nobody cares about you working yeah. in the library and in McDonald's for your college jobs. Like, cut that off. Maybe you can condense to one page. But if it's value-added you need to, you know, use it to sell your case, then absolutely, a page and a half, two pages is fine. So, yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. because, like, if I didn't have you, I don't know what the hell I would be yeah. doing. <laughs> Honestly, because, yeah. like, you've, you've done my resume, you've done my LinkedIn, I probably need to come back to you for an update. Got your brothers, to, <laughs> you know. <laughs> but, like, I, I wouldn't know what I was doing. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, uh, like, even before we were cool, like, I don't know how I got the jobs that I got. Yeah, I, you know, I don't, I had a, a, a guy, I see friends with his, uh, he's a cop, and, uh, he needed a resume for something, I think a promotional opportunity, and he called me like, I have no idea where to even start. He's like, I was about to go to the library and sit there for hours and try to find a template that was good. Yeah, do your think Googles. Of what the, yeah, yeah, and, and, pick, like, yeah, and think of what the right. He called me. I think I had some free time that day. I ended up fitting, it in, fitting him in, and he got that done. I got that done in like an hour and a half or so. He's like, bro, I have my whole day left. He said, I was going to be at the library <laughs> for hours. I didn't know what I was going to do. So, yeah, a lot of people, they're just like, Christian, I don't even know how to start where to start, how to sell myself. And that's the biggest thing I tell people. Yeah. It's not, what I notice is so many people are qualified, but they can't show that they're qualified. Yeah. And so until they talk to me and I'm like, wait a minute, but you told me you did this. Well, this is actually change management or that's project management or this is blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Then they get this resume back and they're like, you didn't tell one lie on here. I'm like, I don't, I don't lie. I don't make up anything. You told like, me this. <laughs> you know, like, yeah, I do yeah. not. You, this is what you're telling me, but you're not selling it in professional jargon or in a way that's going to entice me to call you back. Mm-hmm. And so you asked earlier kind of like what does a good resume look like? The biggest things I tell people are, one, you should be specific and detailed. 
Yeah. Without being too long-winded, but specific and detailed, um, you know, or two, you should be quantifiable. People's eyes resonate and jump to numbers. If I gave you a book right now or a long essay paper filled with words, what are your eyes going to look at? 95%, 2.5 million, 30%, yeah. 15,000. That's where your up. eyes are going to zone in and show your impact. So that's second. And then I tell people, you know, you want to be really action-oriented in your verbiage. You know, don't be passive with, uh, you know, responsible for, assisted with. And the biggest thing I tell people, we have to be results-oriented. And mm-hmm. people really don't highlight the impact of what they've done. They highlight tasks, but they don't qualify or quantify their impact. So those are kind of some of the big things I tell people that you need to, you know, do when you're doing your resume. So Sweet. Okay. Yeah. Um, you mentioned, and this is probably going to be my favorite part of the interview, uh-huh. Don't be cheap. <laughs> yeah. Don't be cheap. Yeah. So give me a breakdown, like the full mm-hmm. hands-on experience of coming to CJW yeah. Consulting versus like, all right, that's all you want to do, but you really need X, Y, and Z. Yeah. Like, how, like what's, what do people gravitate to most and what should we be doing? <clears throat> so I think... You know, one thing I tell people when they look at my service is it's an investment. You know, I always say I cannot promise the outcome because just because I do this now statistically, there's hundreds of people on my website and everywhere else that will tell you the outcome. But I tell people there's still external factors. But basically, you know, I have a booking system. You book online. um, And what kind of separates me is I really do a very in-depth one-on-one consultation okay and so this is what a lot of people don't do i've Facts. had you know yeah it's like you can speak I, to yeah, it yeah. so in depth i'm asking all types of questions so many people have been like jesus i didn't i feel like i'm being this is an interview i didn't know you were going to ask me this level of detail yeah and what i tell people is that you know most a lot of people i know who do this or know of they don't they're not on the phone with you for two hours okay i'm on the phone with you for an hour and a half to two hours sometimes i run over two hours 15 two hours 30 mm-hmm. most people they're going to send you your resume you might answer a screening questionnaire they ask you some questions they may call you for 15 20 minutes run through some things and then they're going to turn around in a document for you i don't really personally feel right about that because i feel like i really need to get to know you and after that two hours two and a half hours I'm able to really understand where you're going with your career, what you've yeah. done, and really sell you on paper. So that one-on-one consultation is what I think sets me apart, and that's what so many people have told me sets me apart because they were like, yeah, I was going to book with this person, but they weren't even going to call me, and I really wanted to talk to someone and talk to my yeah. experience. And I think that's what sets me apart and why people really like rock with the service because I'm not just slapping together a, a words. It's not like, oh, You talk to somebody resume. for 15 minutes exactly. and you come to exactly. your own conclusion. Yeah, and then here's... Or three hundred dollars for a package or four hundred or whatever they're getting, and here you go. Like, no, this is a I'm invested in you. You're paying me. I want to use my expertise to help you. You know, so I, I'm I'm doing everything in my power to help you. Dope, man. That's that's crazy. Yeah. So like, I can and I can speak firsthand. Okay. Like, yeah, because yeah. like that was an intense session. Yeah. I was like, shit. I didn't know I did this. Yeah, stuff. yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so you you spoke Think outside the box sometimes. Yeah, you know? yeah. So you spoke on the competition a little bit, mm-hmm. and I don't know. Like, you shopping at sex all the time. You must be uh, you know doing doing who, a good job. Who am I with that. when I'm in sex? You know, <laughs> who am I with? Um, Balenciaga. <laughs> <laughs> Last question I, I I had for you was yeah. um, as we're moving forward, look looking into the future, mm-hmm. looking into the landscape mm-hmm. uh, uh, of what's going on out yeah. there. Um, there are a lot of opportunities that I see that might not be so mainstream yet on the crypto side of things, mm-hmm. NFT side of things, developers, marketing. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not sure if you've seen any of that, but I wanted you to talk about 
what you think some of the bigger industries coming up over the next five years that you're seeing and then also like who, who's coming to you now what's yeah yeah what's okay. what's killing out here now you know what i mean so i don't know a lot about the cryptocurrency um, market to be honest i have not had clients really come to me specifically stating that they want to get into those fields okay so i'm not as much of an sme on that area um but i will say the fields that i see very often are I've done a lot of uh, just general business in general, but a lot of HR. I've done a lot of HR uh, clients, and especially because I think, you know, with 2020, um, DEI falls under HR a lot of times. And so, you know, a lot of people have been trying to get into that space, and a lot of companies are more allegedly, at least, you know, dedicated toward uh, advancing and hiring minorities and black people and women yeah. and things like that. So I've done a lot of HR. That's dope. Definitely healthcare, which is always, you know, as we know, it's yeah. really not, it's never going anywhere. Um, I've had a lot of clients who are uh, physicians, um, uh, physician assistants, nurse practitioners, registered nurses, um, things like that. Even on the administrative side, I've had a lot of, uh, you know, um, administrative fellows and uh, healthcare managers, VPs, directors, things like that. So I think healthcare is a big one. Okay. Um, and then even a lot of um, education's there too. And then I would probably say tech is also kind of up there prevalent yeah um although granted today i just saw facebook announced i think they're reducing their workforce by i think 13 percent. don't quote me i believe it's 13 percent. might be about i want to say eleven thousand employees so okay i mean that's uh you know but scary. <laughs> you know yeah. a little scary and i've seen a lot of tech companies are cutting um workforce so i'm going to actually do some research and kind of pinpoint some reasons why that is but those are kind of some of the big um, industries and then even of course with us being in Detroit automotive obviously you yeah, know, yeah yeah a lot mm -hmm. of people in automotive supply chain project managers engineers and with me working at Toyota and having that background I know exactly what to ask people and how to sell them even though I didn't like my job I learned a lot there and I know exactly what to ask people so, yeah man yeah no overall man super proud of you appreciate you bro. I know you're only gonna go up I, I know we talk a lot. I'm, I'm trying to get you to expand. <laughs> I know, yeah. You know, I, it's in the works. I got to figure out I, how I want that to look, you know? <laughs> but you, you got you got your special touch. So, like, don't let anyone tell you otherwise. Thank don't you. get out the secret sauce. But figure out how to monetize that, man. Because you. you work hard, man. I I, I want to see my guy, you know, like, get, get a little, you know, a little bit more flexible yeah, with yeah. the schedule. But. Um, appreciate you coming on, man. Thank we'll have you, you on again. Yeah. Um, this was super dope, man. Yeah, appreciate you for having me, and I had a great time. Thanks a lot, man. Cool. Till we meet again. Thank you. Give me time.